Frequency Cast. Startup in progress. Hi, and welcome to Frequency Cast, the UK's digital TV and technology show. At Frequency Cast, it's our mission to keep you up to date with today's tech, answer your questions, and keep you entertained along the way. Our shows are driven by your feedback. You decide what we talk about, and we'll do the rest. Here's what we'll be looking at today in show 93. Ofcom updates us on Digital Britain. Subscription channels coming to Freeview. A look at five oddly tech gift ideas. 3D printable people at Asda. Plus ham radio news, Fitbit and power lines. First off, here's Pete with the latest TV and tech news. Frequency cast, now loading, news. First off, news of the imminent arrival of the latest Android operating system continue to leak out. Android OS 4.4, codenamed KitKat, will apparently support a step counter and a geomagnetic rotation sensor, fueling rumours of wearable Android tech as well as the Google smartwatch. Infrared will also be supported for controlling your TV and the OS will be optimised for low-end handsets as well as flagship phones such as the Nexus 5. Next, news of some updates for the BBC iPlayer. Plans are in hand for shows to be available for 30 days, not just 7, with some shows appearing on iPlayer before they're broadcast. There'll also be an option to buy BBC shows to keep, as well as a new music service for the iPlayer. In other Beeb news, you can expect a BBC One Plus One channel to be coming soon. Next, customers of Sky and users of Sky Go will soon have access to content from UK TV channels, including Gold, Watch, Dave and Home. Also, good news for users of Sky's Now TV service, as Sky's entertainment channels are now available, including Sky One, Sky Atlantic, Sky Living, Comedy Central and Gold. The Now TV streaming box is still available for under a tenner, and there's a link up on our show notes to get this box at a silly price. If you're listening to us on an iOS 7 device, tap on our logo for our show notes. There's also good news for BT TV customers, as Sky Movies are now available. The 11 film channels will cost you an extra £16 a month. Frequencycast's all-time favourite gadget, the LiveScribe Smart Pen, has just had an update. The Smart Pen 3 transcribes what you write and sends it via Bluetooth to your Apple device, converting handwriting to text whilst recording what it hears. If you don't have an iPhone or an iPad, take a look at their SkyPen, as this will change the way you write your minutes forever. Links on our show notes. Next, have you got a Dell Latitude E6430U? Following numerous complaints of a cat pee smell from this model of laptop, a manufacturing fault has been identified. If your laptop smells like a litter box, return it for an odour-free replacement. News of two new TV channels. Now that's what I call music, TV, has launched in time for the brand's 30th anniversary. It's on Sky 378 and Freesat 512. Also, Lifetime launches this month, offering shows aimed at a mainly female audience. This will be on Sky, Virgin and View TV, but more on them later in the show. Next, for a bit of retro tech, check out the latest mobile phone from Carphone Warehouse. Priced at just under 50 quid, take a look at The Brick. See the pic on our show notes. And finally, Sky may have found a new way of advertising at you. 
In a prototype featured on YouTube, a small box is fitted to a train window. It releases high-frequency oscillations and uses bone conduction. The practical upshot of this is that if you doze off with your head on the train carriage window, you'll hear this. Are you bored? Get SkyGo for your mobile. Soon you'll be getting ads beamed direct into your dreams. Sleep well. Thanks, Pete. For more TV and tech news, go to frequencycast.co.uk forward slash news or follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Frequencycast, show number 93. Hello, Kelly, you're looking well. Thank you, Pete. You too. And you survived all the uh, UK storms then? Of course I did. I'm like a superhero. I'd like just fly through it. We, of course, were very worried. Uh, we're in the south of England and uh, we had all the storm warnings. Uh, anything bad your way? I was fairly safe, but anything your way? Trees or anything? Um, I saw one tree down. A couple of fences were down as well. I actually had a very funny moment where I had a panic attack that um, my conservatory roof was coming off because I could hear this crashing and banging. Ran all the way out into the kitchen to check only to find out it was the washing machine coming to the end of his cycle. <laughs> and you obviously don't recognise the noise of your washing machine then? Clearly not. That's how often I do it. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, we survived. Uh, did you keep up to date with any of the news while it was all happening? Were you watching the telly or listening to the radio or anything? I was. I did see a lot of the um, broadcast updates because I was unable to travel into work. So I was working from home. So what better way to kind of keep up to date than to switch the TV on while working? Well, I had my BBC local radio station on because telly just seemed to be full of people saying, send us your pictures, tell us what's happening. Local radio was very good, but Twitter was where it was all about. Hashtag UK Storm was the most up-to-date way of getting any information. No need for local radio. Well, no, but there was also quite a lot of, oh dear, there's a storm, my gnome fell over. Tempered by people saying, do you not realise what's going on in the rest of the country? Sorry, local radio, but I was on Twitter. Ah, well, I think that's where everyone is now. And talking about where everyone is, we're going to talk about an Ofcom document that was released three or four days ago. Have you read it, Kelly? No. Why not? It's only 104 pages long. Oh, really? And have you read the entire thing? Oh, you had to ask, didn't you? (laughs) Well, they've got this summary sheet on the front. I skimmed that, but apart from that, no. Uh, They do this every year, and it's actually quite an interesting little snapshot on the state of the UK. So they look at broadband, mobile internet, digital radio, digital TV. And because that's our turf, I think it's worth a quick look. What do you reckon? Yeah, why not? Okay, I'm going to ask you some questions here. What percentage of people in the UK do you think are connected to the internet via broadband? I would say approximately 80%. 92%. So a lot of people with broadband. I'm worried about the other 8% though. Does that mean they're not on internet at all or they use dial-up? Do you remember dial-up? I do remember dial-up. Um, I'm also quite grateful that dial-up barely exists. I think, though, there's there's still a lot of people in, in the older age category that don't really want to embrace technology. And so they probably are that 8%, no? I hope you're counting Carl in that, who still doesn't have the internet. No, ah, that's true. Um, I, I feel a bit bad kind of counting him in the ageing population. But, um, but yes, Carl in that one as well. OK, so 92% are on broadband. What percentage do you think are on fibre, the high-speed stuff? 15 to 20 Mm, not bad. It's actually called super fast. And the definition of that is anything that's over 30 megabits per second. And 73% of the UK can get it. They're in range of fibre. But only 22% have actually made the jump to super fast broadband. Although that has doubled since last year. I'm guessing you're super fast, are you? 
Of course. Of course, because you're a virgin, is that right? Uh, yes, but don't start taking that in wrong ways. As I said it, I knew you'd pick up on that one. So there you go. 22% have moved over to uh, speeds of faster than 30 megabits per second. The UK average is only 17 megabits per second. But of course, there are lots of people out in the sticks there that struggle to get one megabit per second. Poor lot. I reckon they should move. Yeah, I think so. Or at least beg, request write a lot of letters to get some um, faster broadband. Indeed. Uh, apparently, according to this Ofcom report, the official government target is by the end of 2020, 50% of all the connections will be over 100 megabits per second, which is uh, quite a way to go to hit that target. But uh, we shall see. There you go. One to watch. Uh, the report goes on to talk about mobile internet. Now, what percentage of people would you say had a mobile phone in the UK? That's got to be around the 90 94% have a uh, uh, mobile phone. What percentage do you think have a uh, smartphone of that 94%? 80. Uh, not quite that. 51% of mobiles are smart. Is that it? I would have thought it was a lot higher than that. Bearing in mind, not that many people actually buy their phones now and they actually opt for contracts which give you upgrades. It doesn't make sense. 53% uh, of those people with smartphones use it for data. So even those with a smartphone are not actually using it for data, presumably just using it for the camera and to, uh, to make those voice calls. Do you remember them? Strangely, yes, I do. I only use mine for data. I don't do voice calls on mine, but there you go. Uh, what percentage uh, of the UK do you think has a tablet? Oh, 30. 24, but good guess. Well done. Of course, uh, the new mobile data service that's coming up is called... 4G. 4G. It's rolling out now, slowly but surely. The hope is that 98% of the UK by 2015 will be able to get 2 megabits per second indoors on 4G. Wow, that's quite impressive. What is also interesting is a nearly 200% increase in the amount of data sent over Wi-Fi hotspots. So they are rapidly growing and the mobile stuff is slightly shrinking by comparison. So what hotspots is where it is. Fabulous. And one final little statistic, traffic from CDNs over the internet is accounting for half of the traffic. CDNs? I thought I'd confuse you with that one. Content delivery networks, so YouTube and iPlayer, are now responsible for half of the UK's traffic. That doesn't surprise me in the slightest. And that's just you watching Strictly Come Dancing, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Actually, I'm more of a documentary person. You take that back. <laughs> You've been watching Rachel Riley, though, haven't you? You have been watching Rachel Riley very closely. There you go. So that's the Ofcom report, all 104 pages of it, condensed here for you on Frequency Cast to save you having to read it. The little PS at the bottom here on my bit of paper says IPv6, you know, this new internet protocol. We are not ready for that yet, so we're not doing it. Is that all right? Yeah, that's fine. Next, it's time to chat about a new TV service that's on the way. We mentioned this briefly in the last show, and it's a service that lets you access channels such as Comedy Central, History, MTV and Nickelodeon all over Freeview. The service is spelt V-U-T-V, which we think is pronounced View TV, don't we, Kelly? We do. Well, we hope it is. And to find out for sure, we spoke to Marie Ellis, who's the marketing manager for this new service. The name of the company is View TV. Excellent. Now, this is a new TV service that will be launching in the UK fairly soon. Can you just give us a little bit of a feel for what this uh, service has to offer? UTV is an exciting new pay TV platform about to launch uh, for Freeview HD Homes. It will air on Freeview Channel 238 
and it will give a wide range of premium channels from the likes of Comedy Central, MTV, History, and a catalogue of kids' programmes like Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, Boomerang, and Cartoon E2. So that will be available to interconnected Freeview HD homes. Okay, so if I've got this right, this is going to be delivered over the internet, so you need your uh, Freeview HD TV connected to the internet. Is that right? Yes, absolutely right. Okay, and presumably you'll go into this particular channel and uh, there's a list of channels there and you can watch whichever one of those channels you're after. Yeah, so for UTV will actually act as a portal, so the channels won't have numbers. So you will need to just sign up on the website and then you'll go to channel 238 and then you'll have access to the wonderful world of UTV. Excellent. Okay, well, that sounds superb. And, uh, yeah, some good channels coming up there. The History Channel is one that I'm certainly interested in. And uh, Comedy Central. Yeah, no, it's, it's fantastic because we've managed to work with um, Viacom Networks, any networks, and kind of broadcasting to get their portfolio. So we have quite a wide range of entertainment programmes, such as Comedy Central, Bio, MTV. We have CNN providing news, history, and also Lifetime, which is going to be any network's um, launch. So that will be coming on to Beauty. TV, as well as a whole big portfolio of kids' programmes. Okay, so the, the big question, when will this service be available on Freeview? We will be launching in November, which is an exclusive to because we haven't confirmed that to anyone else. Oh, I like that. Excellent. Okay. Privileged. And uh, <laughs> any, any news on the pricing as yet, or is that still to be confirmed? That's still to be confirmed. Okay, Marie, so if someone wants to find out more about View TV, what would they do at this stage? Simply go to viewtv.com, enter your details, and we will be um, in touch shortly about the launch. Thanks to Marie from View TV for another Frequency Cast exclusive, and we'll be returning to this service once it's launched. Hello, I'm John from Channel 5's Gadget Show, and you're listening to Frequency Cast. OK, it's nearly the season to be jolly, isn't it? It is. Ding dong, merrily on high. Oh, please, do you have to? Yes, absolutely. Well, I've been looking at some seasonal gift ideas to tempt our dear listeners with. I'm going to give you a little test. But first of all, I'm going to give you a rundown of some of the ones that I found that you might be interested in for Christmas. Uh, there's the zombie cribbage game. I might pass on that one. Yellow snow cupcake kit. Oh, um, again, no. <laughs> this is my favourite one. Let me just call up the uh, screen here on the iPad. This little thing here that sits on your head. What's that? I've seen this and this is absolutely ridiculous. It. It looks like an alien head, but it's for sleeping. It's just odd. It's called an ostrich pillow. You put it on your head, and it looks a bit ridiculous, as you say. And the two little holes there for your arms, ostrich pillow. Interested? No. No, no. Picture up on our website. Oh, 65 quid if you fancy uh, getting one of these cocoons to sleep in. You can sleep at your desk with it. Block out the world. Well, it'd be nice if, if the world wouldn't come and then probably knock you on the head to wake you up and take it off you. Okay, the other one here, let me just uh, open the other tab here. Uh, what are we looking at there? Well, technically, it's a iPhone that is being bashed with a hammer quite hard. Yes, and what you're looking at there is something called the Rhino Shield. It is a custom-formulated polymer screen protector that absorbs five times the amount of impact as the, uh, the standard glass on one of these things would do. And it's uh, no bubbles. So you put it on your iPhone and you can bash it, drop it, smash it, and it will protect your screen 18 quid one for the christmas list i think so that's quite good have they uh, tried it in the blender yet oh have you seen the video clips of them blending technology oh yes okay well these do get slightly harder now i'm going to give you a spec of an upcoming product and i want to see if you can tell me what the product is so this is wi-fi enabled 
you can control it from your smartphone or your tablet anywhere in the world and it has a wake up and a welcome home timer mode okay you're looking puzzled uh, it uh, has four temperature settings okay is it an app to control your heating you're on the right lines but not your heating the kettle yes well done <laughs> the other clues were it has an led backlight control panel and it is easy to clean stainless steel with a soft touch handle and can hold 1.8 liters of water yes the eye kettle is out at the end of november 99 quid you can turn your kettle on from your iphone how cool I know a lot of people that would love that. The amount of arguments in houses about who is going to go and switch the kettle on will now be over. Without breaking the fourth wall of radio, before we started recording, uh, somebody else in our office uh, demanded you made them a cup of tea and it wasn't me, was it? No, it wasn't. <laughs> they actually came in, were very upset that I was making you a cup of tea and therefore I had to do a full round. Okay, well, well done on guessing that one. This one's slightly more tricky. Uh, this is compatible with iPad mini iPhone Android devices, tablets and smartphones and supports Bluetooth 2.1 and 4. It uh, has a battery that lasts for 20 hours and is charged from a micro USB charging port. No, I don't have a clue. Okay, it has an anti-cheat algorithm, so it's gaming related. Okay. It uses an accelerometer and a gyroscope. Oh, I don't have a clue. It is guaranteed full randomness. It's not something like a Scrabble. No, it is an electronic dice. An electronic dice. That seems very pointless, but okay. Yes, the eye dice. It's a little cube. You roll it and it wirelessly sends the numbers to your iPad so you can hold up your iPad with a dice number on. Would it not just make sense to have an app of a dice so that you don't lose the dice? No, but this gives you the experience of actually rolling something, not just pressing a button to get it to auto-roll. You're rolling a thing, but it's so that if it lands on its side or goes on the floor, it will actually record what it would have been had it not done it. No, I'm sorry, that is ridiculous. The only logical reason I can see for replacing a dice is because you always lose the dice in a box in your game so to have an app that is a dice makes sense but to go to the effort of creating something that then links to an app that you're going to lose anyway no I'm, I'm not convinced that's not on my list how much do you reckon for one of these i dice i would hope it's no more than a fiver but i'm i'm gonna guess that it's probably closer to the 20 30 pound mark 35 quid <laughs> Well, yeah, that's one of those ones for if you really do have everything. OK, one more little test for you. This one removes 99.9% .9 of bacteria and viruses, including H1N1, and has a removable drip cup. I have no idea. It uses ultraviolet light, and when you switch it on, it runs for six minutes, killing all these uh, bacteria and viruses. The OCD's favourite cleaning bowl... Okay, look at the screen here. Let me just move to this tab here. Uh, it looks like a little cute owl with a button. It does. This is something that removes germs. Toothbrush cleaner. A toothbrush cleaner. So you put the head of the toothbrush in there, press the little button there, and it takes six minutes to use UV light to sterilise your toothbrush. Shocked that that ever made it into retail. So uh, 30 quid for a uh, UV light cleaning toothbrush steriliser. 30 quid. The problem is there are people that will buy this. You probably never clean your toothbrush and sterilise it, but it goes in your mouth every 
day, you know. No, my teeth are perfectly fine. There is no need for that. If you get rid of all of the germs and everything that you need in your mouth to make sure that the bad things don't harbour, then it's dangerous. As you saw in the Big Bang Theory, you should sneeze into your food every now and then. Sheldon would buy this. Sheldon would buy that. You're absolutely right. So uh, I can't tempt you with any of those Christmas gadgets then. Well, I quite like the kettle. I think they're on to a winner with the kettle. A hundred quid, though. Yeah, but eventually it's going to go down and it'll be such a great novelty item and, and households will really, really love it. Ah, uh, well, there you go. One other little tab I want to show you. Uh, have a look at that picture there on that screen there. Just switch the tab over. Here we go. What are we looking at there? It looks like a, a watch, a smart watch, possibly. It is the latest Fitbit. Now, you know we're always talking about the Fitbit trackers. This is their new one. It comes out in January next year, and it's called the Fitbit Force. Okay. Beauty of that is they're clearly competing with the uh, the Nike Fuel Band there. Mm. Uh, it has a watch display on it and does all the usual step tracking and sleep tracking and everything else. But they've rather cunningly set it up so it can pair with your phone via Bluetooth. So it will tell you about your missed calls as well as tracking your fitness, which wipes the floor with the competition. So this should be out January next year. Estimated price is sort of in the 90 quid thing. But if you like these pedometers, this is the first one that actually pairs up with your phone and does all your steps and your sleep and everything else, as well as being a not unattractive watch strap. No, I quite, I quite like it, actually. And what a great way to have a quick look at your watch at the same time, check if you've got a call. I mean, to be honest, I could do that at work. Very, very cool. Just looks very smart. I like it. There you go. Uh, so I'll have one of those for Christmas, please, can I? Well, bearing in mind it's not out till next year, you might struggle. And, of course, we're going to put some links to all of those little products up on our website. So go and take a look if you fancy a wireless kettle or a toothbrush cleaner. <laughs> I don't think you're going to get many clicks on that page. Okay, do you remember your friends at Firebox that we met at the sci-fi convention? I think it was last year? Well, our friendship ended pretty quickly. Yes, you wanted them to make you something, didn't you? And they didn't. Well, actually, they offered. I didn't even ask. They offered. And it was right by my birthday, and I didn't get it. And, of course, it was a 3D-printed model of yourself as Catwoman. It was. Well, the story has progressed and I want to thank Peter Howav for getting in touch with this. If you remember from our news update in the last show, we talked about the International Space Station and the fact that they're getting a 3D printer. So if Mission Control want to send them a new screwdriver, they can email it up to them. Well, Peter Howav got in touch to tell us about something ASDA are doing. ASDA, as in ching ching. I love the way you do that. Yes, ASDA have started selling 3D printed figurines of your good self. Well, not just you, but everyone. I'm in shock. Why? What a brilliant idea. You can walk into your Asda and they scan your body and they will print you a mini version of yourself. Well, actually, while you're there? Well, it takes eight hours to print. So what you're meant to do is go in, get your body scanned and come back eight hours later or the next day to pick up your little thing. 40 quid and you can get a little doll 3D printed of yourself. How cool. That's quite mad. The scanner is that sophisticated that it picks up details such as uh, belt buckles, shoe detail, uh, wedding rings. Our printer does six million colours, recognises six million colours, and that allows us to print an amazing product and uh, at an affordable price. This is brilliant. The thing is, though, I'd actually have to go in there dressed as Catwoman now to get what I originally wanted. And the idea of going into Asda dressed as Catwoman just to get my figurine is a little bit sad. I'll come with you. 
Of course you would. <laughs> what I'm going to do is put up a link to the YouTube clip that Asda's released. It is very, very good. 40 quid. At the moment, it's only in one store, which is their York store. But if the trial goes well, 2014, they'll look at rolling this out across the whole UK. Well, I have to say, supermarkets are just going mad for extra ideas at the moment. I think that's a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant idea. Does that mean you're going to York this weekend? Well, that's an idea. Do you want to get your Catwoman outfit out? Well, possibly, actually. I don't think I know anybody in York. Finally, a little bit of sad news. Now, in the last show, we talked about uh, Cambridge and their plans to win the Solar Challenge in Australia. Unfortunately, as you can see from that picture there up on our screen, Kelly, it didn't go well for the uh, the boys and girls at Cambridge. No. Well, basically what happened was they crashed um, just days before they were actually due to start, so they didn't get to compete at all. Poor Cambridge and poor resolution. Our thoughts are with you, but uh, next year we'll be cheering you on. Well, you will silently be doing it, just so you don't jinx them again. Just before we move on to interaction, Kelly, M6 KFA. Hello. Very good. Yes, of course, that's Kelly's amateur radio call sign. Do you fancy a quick bit of amateur radio news? Go on then, why not? I went up to the RSGB convention in Milton Keynes a couple of weeks ago to find out what's new in the world of amateur radio. Some hot things coming up. I can tell you're excited. Oh, very. Edge of my seat. Do you know what? I met Joe Taylor, the man that invented JT65. That is amazing, actually. I did see your pictures going up on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, very impressed. I felt a bit of a, a sort of a, a groupie. I went, oh, hello, I love your protocol. Oh, dear. Uh, well, news of an Ofcom consultation that's coming up next year, which is a, quite an interesting one. One call sign per amateur, which is going to upset a lot of people that collect call signs, myself included. Also, discussion of how to make people progress to intermediate. Uh, and also changes to the secondary prefix. So if you're in Scotland, you put in another M. And if you're in Wales, you put in the W. Do you remember all that from your course? I do, actually, yes. Well, that all might be changing as well. So lots of news. Have a look at the link on our website if you want to find out more. And I'm going to hand you this piece of paper. Look at that. A-R-R-L. Yes, I am now the holder of an American amateur radio licence. Why? Oh, you had to ask, didn't you? You had to ask. Well, of course I did. It seems a bit odd. You don't live there. Uh, in the UK, you can sit the American amateur exam. And for a laugh, and for the 10 quid it cost me to do it, I uh, went in, sat the exam and passed. So I'm fully licensed to operate in the US at 1.5 kilowatts. I don't know anyone that would do that. You're not impressed, are you? I'm worried about you. I need to lie down. You also now need a holiday to America to make this worthwhile. Frequency cast. Now loading. Interaction. Time for your feedback, and if you've got a question to test either me or Kelly with, or a comment on what you've heard in today's show, please get in touch. Kelly, who's first? Well, we've got our first question from Sam Johnson. I have a 2012 MBP. MBP? Yeah, MacBook Pro. Oh yes, of course, yeah, go on. So, I have a 2012 MBP non-retina version. Do you know how I could connect this to my TV, as there is no HDMI? Mmm, good question. Well, it depends what input your TV has, but you're probably after a mini display port to component or a mini display port to VGA adapter. We'll add a link to a rather handy discussion we found on this up on our website where you can find out more. Sam also says, thanks for the Gadget Show Live discount code. Ordered my ticket to go on the Friday. Looking forward to finding some Christmas presents. Could you do more video-based content? 
Well, Sam, thank you very much. Yes, we gave away a 15% discount code in the last show. We're recording this just ahead of the show, uh, but uh, watch out for us and uh, give us a wave if you see us. And uh, video content, Kelly, are you up for being videoed at Gadget Show Live? Oh, I guess so. But as long as you are, you've got to get more involved. Uh, yes, boss. People want to see your face too. I think they're more interested in seeing your Catwoman outfit. Well, it's unlikely to happen at a Christmas gadget show, to be fair. <laughs> so, uh, yes, we will see you there, Chris, and uh, anyone else that's listening, we'll look forward to seeing you there. Interestingly enough, talking of the gadget show, I found this on the gadget show's website. I can almost guarantee you're going to want to go and see these products. They're from a company called Office Chums. And what are you looking at there? Like an extension lead, but it's a pig. They are the cutest thing ever. No doubt we'll be releasing some video and audio of Gadget Show Live, so stay tuned to our website, to our Twitter feed and to our Facebook feed, where you will find out more about our experiences at Gadget Show Live. Uh, one other question, uh, Kelly, and this one is from Mabasha. I live in two terrace houses joined together, each with their own electric meter. With the power line adapters, if one which had to be connected to a wireless router in one house and the other is plugged in in the other house... Mm, well, sorry, the answer to this one is no. These things send uh, data signals over home's mains wiring, and if they connect through different meters and different consumer units, which is the fuse boxy thing, then it won't work. Your best bet there is look at a Wi-Fi extender. Have a Wi-Fi router in one, place the extender against the wall of the other, and it should push the signal through the wall to the other house. A lot easier than mucking about with power line adapters. I very much enjoyed the fuse boxy thing. I was very technical, I thought. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Well, that's all the questions that we've had for this show. So uh, do keep them coming. Not many questions this time around, but do please get in touch with your questions. If you want to send us a message, you can call us on... 0208 133 4567 and leave us a voicemail message. You can text us on 07882 043 521. And that is the cost of a standard text message. So please do drop us a text and frighten the life out of me. Or how else can you reach us? Well, of course, you can also email via the Contact Us button on our site. We look forward to hearing from you soon. Until next time, ta-ta. Cheerio, chaps. Frequency cast. Shut down in progress. Thanks for listening to today's Frequency Cast. For news updates and to get in touch with us, go to frequencycast.co.uk. While you're there, click the Add Us to iTunes button. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Frequency Cast. Our shows are driven by your feedback, so please get in touch and tell your friends. Frequency Cast.